0: Welcome back to the Triple MCG. Welcome. Welcome. This summer. Pat Cash, Mark Bosnich, Tony Squires, the KFC Summer Session. Hello and welcome to this Tuesday
1: afternoon, lovely to spend it with you on the KFC Summer Session. Uh, gentlemen, good afternoon
2: to you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm.
1: afternoon, Cashy. With good. so much, Cashy, so much to talk about today, uh, we are going to do an interview with uh, Judd Apatow, one of the great directors. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Uh, a terrific film. Just a
2: follow-up from our date. Yeah,
1: our second date. Uh, we saw This Is 40 Together, Mark Bosnett. we are got to decide yet what Cashy will do, whether he'll be allowed to talk to uh, Judd, because well, he didn't turn up to the show. In the well,
3: movie. I wasn't really invited. Yes. I mean, it's, I, I sort point. of felt there's two companies, three's a crowd, you know that sort of thing. With you two guys, I know yeah. you're fancy. You're That's sitting together. You sit together in the studio. You walk out. I think you walk out together. Well, I've never lived together. I actually yeah. thinking
2: you're living together. No, <laughs> <together>? actually, <Cash, laughs> I, I must say, like I said, I, I stand, I've never said no to a threesome, and I didn't, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. You know what I'm saying? To three's not a crowd. A company, for me. You're uh, a
3: friendly guy. You are a friendly
2: guy. Honestly, uh, <laughs>
1: the tennis. It's all happening. Day two of the Australian Open. Uh, Andy Murray. Now he beat Robin Haas earlier today, I was watching and, and I heard some terrific commentary. Mm. A friend of yours, um, Pat Cash, would be John Fitzgerald. You would have spent plenty of time with him.
3: Yes, very yeah. yeah. one of my best friends. We've uh, had many a uh, Davis Cup match together. Right,
1: uh, well, he obviously thinks very highly of, of uh, Andy Murray in all departments.
4: Underneath those long shorts of his, he's got so much power... <laughs> See, that's Mm. what
1: you want to hear from your commentator, isn't it? That's the words you want to hear from your commentator. Oh,
2: God. (laughs) And you're having a go at me for saying three's not a crowd. (laughs) John Fitzgerald, explain
1: yourself. Get on the show. Well, he did clarify it uh, a a little.
4: Underneath those long shorts
3: of his, he's got... So much power in those quads, Murray, and his first step is very quick. He says that to all the boys. He used to (laughs) say it to us all the time. It's
1: always the quads. Uh, What is the latest (laughs) in the spat between Bernard Tomek and Pat Rafter? Well, we'll ask the Davis Cup captain in roughly 40 minutes right here on the KFC Summer Session. Next, Lance Armstrong and Oprah. Could it be? together. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers. Good times. Well, Lance Armstrong has been disgraced. There's no doubt about that. 17 Mm -hmm. times he won what is the perhaps toughest Event or certainly in cycling, but one of the world's b- sports toughest events. One set the Tour de France seventeen and that's times. boring, brutal. No, it's not boring. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's the high, highest spectator sport
3: in the w- world. But yeah, it's. I not, don't think it so. Is. It is. No, it is absolutely. No live spectator
2: sport. World Cup. Uh, world Cup football is even no. bigger than the Olympics. <sighs> no, because they that's, don't. Do they, yeah.
3: they don't pay. You see, people stand by the side of the road all the way. Well, they won't be so. doing that
2: after the Lance Armstrong thing. <laughs>
1: no, they do. Well, there's that one bloke, of course, in the Red Devils outfit who runs up the hills beside them. He's terrific. He must have been whatever Lance was on uh, <laughs> as it turns out, it's taken some time to happen, but according to the latest report, certainly from AP and various other reports, we all knew that Lance Armstrong was going to be interviewed by the toughest interviewer of all, Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Uh, and that's where he chose to go on and talk mm. about what happened. now we hear reports today, because it happened in the US at his home in Austin and Texas this morning to be aired later in the week, and I'll be honest, in Australia, I think on Friday, 1 o'clock uh, daylight saving time on Discovery. Mm. Uh, now, the Discovery is... That he does apparently, actually, yes, admit that he was taking drugs. Drugs. <laughs> the stories I have. Okay. Yeah, he, he choked. He choked up while saying it, uh, while admitting that he had had done that. Now, before we get into any greater detail of that, for you, Pat Cash or Mark Bosnich, yep. does that uh, the idea that he has publicly admitted his wrongdoing does that change how you view this bloke and what he's done? Cashy.
3: Um. Well, it's.
1: If, it's a trick it's a
3: tricky one i mean we know he's been he's been caught so that's a bit of the whole thing's a bit of a lie but um the, and you know admitting what okay he's been so you know everybody knows he's he's been nicked so I'd you interested to hear what he has to say about that i mean yeah. here's side of the story hey listen all the guys were on it or and you know i was just one of the guys who was doing it and i you know i still run the waste so is is it an even field look they can go on for hours about this but mm. the bottom line with lance Armstrong is is Aside from the cycling, is that he has raised? We want to forget. We forget about this. He's raised millions and millions and millions of dollars for research for men's cancer, and he he still did the race. I mean, he still did it seven times and beat the other drug cheaters as well. So. He is a great athlete. Sure, he had some but he help. He may also have
1: beaten some blokes who weren't cheating. And yes. that you know, well, no, a, no, 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 enough yeah.
2: about the sport. Do we know that the, the rest of the field? I mean, I think that's no, not all yeah. the field.
3: But obviously, it's the, my guys were leading and doing well. We're also up there cheating as well. But he, look, he's raised a lot of money, and that's the side. Uh, that I, I appreciate. The rest of the stuff is definitely tainted, isn't it?
1: There's <laughs> no doubt about it. But his teammate, uh, Tyler Chandler, who, his former teammate, who had come out before and said that, mm. you know, that they had done it together, and I want you to hear from him. But the thing that, uh, when you talk about this, he even if he's done now come out and said yes I did it he has in the, in the time since he was accused and since people like Tyler Chandler accused him he's out and out and said nah didn't happen didn't yeah. happen didn't mm. happen why Lord. should we now say that you know because he's broken down and cried if that's yeah. indeed what he has is there forgiveness there just have a listen to what Tyler Chandler had to say
5: we were teammates for four years you know, Lance Armstrong doped as well as myself, and we doped together sometimes. We took, let's see, testosterone, EPO, and we did one blood transfusion together. You know, we trained together a lot, and we talked about it. It was definitely part of his program, taking those drugs, as well as mine. You're able to train harder and recover better. It's great. I mean, at the time, it was great. Yeah, he, threatened, he threatened me, and, you know, it's really unfortunate, and, but it didn't surprise me because it's, you know, Lance has always been known as a... As a bully. And, you know, i would said some things that he didn't appreciate, and so he took it into his
0: own hands. Apart from
1: sounding like an ad for taking the drugs there at one point. uh, There you go. That was what he said. It was denied vehemently by Lance Armstrong. Well, not only
2: denied, through it. My problem I've got with Lance Armstrong is that, number one, um, he's basically defrauded the U.S. taxpayer. I think the sponsorship from the U.S. Postal Service is something in the region of $30 million, Mm -hmm. and hence why those deniers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and number two, the, the suing of like, for example, the Sunday Times in England, yeah, mm. uh, for something in the region of one point six million Australian dollars. Um, I mean, you what know, what was that? Did he, he sued them for? He sued them, for, for, them in, for, for defamation for uh. um, for them implying that he, he was taking drugs. Um, oh, okay, and he, won, you know, he won that. So I look, you know, I the fig, if it, saying sorry, yeah, you know, I I respect him for that so far, but he's got a long way to go. He's got a, for me actions speak louder than words. He's got to pay back a lot of that money as well. Yeah, it's... uh... um, That basically, he's he's fraudulently taken off um, not only the Sunday Times, but the, but the U.S. Postal Service mm-hmm. as well. It's a
1: dirty, mixed-up can of worms. There's no doubt about it, and it's only just been open. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC
0: Summer
1: Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Gives me great pleasure now to uh, welcome to the show a man who thrilled... Australian cricket crowds, uh, not just in Australia, around the world. Uh, yeah. He is, of course, Darren Lehman, who is now coaching uh, the Heat and who will be playing in the semi-finals of the Big Bash this evening against the Renegades. Boof, how are you, mate?
4: Afternoon, guys. How are you all? Good, Good thanks,
1: Dad. How are you? Very, you confident, bordering on cocky about this evening?
4: <laughs> no, i never cocky. Uh, it's a uh, knockout stage, so uh, just excited. I'm um, excited for the lads and them go and play, Uh, that's that's the key now just go and play with that no fear approach and enjoy the the big crowd and the big stage.
2: Daz, you're coming up against the Renegades who have been in outstanding form Uh, massive turnaround from last season, what do you attribute their turnaround to?
4: I suppose a different squad and they picked a really good squad for their conditions at home so uh, we had a tight game against them last time so we've been fortunate enough to know what they're like they know what we're like so it's going to be one or two players you know stand out in any tournament that takes a game by the scruff of the neck so that's on our side tonight
3: yeah it's interesting you said no fear approach i mean uh, obviously the way you played you went out there and, and uh, really had it go is it down to, down to that no fear approach because you know it's uh, obviously a lot of big uh, sl- slogging and then whatever else but there's got to be uh, obviously a fair amount of tactics particularly early on in the match
4: Oh, was no fear, because I was just a fat slogger boy. That's why I had no fear. Um, You would have
3: loved this form of the cricket,
4: wouldn't you? Yeah, it would have been a great game, this one. Um, (laughs) Look, I I think you look at all the World Cup victories and any uh, major victories, I suppose the same in tennis, Pat would know, and and Mark in the the Premier League, uh, when you get to those crunch games, Mm. it's the guys that are the X factors in the game that actually win you the game uh, and take take it away from the opposition. So uh, it's those guys that haven't got a fear and no backward steps and take the game on um, Mm. that normally come out on top, especially in big games because Mm. they actually get the confidence to do that and have the confidence to do that. So hopefully one or two of our guys do that tonight.
1: It's interesting the tactics that have changed a little bit. Where there was while last year, was you know the, the leg spinners, the slow bowlers were having a you know a great save being put on early. It's then went back to the pace kind of. thing. Can you overthink 2020?
4: Very much so. Yeah. It's a clear ball from 22 yards. You've got to uh, deal with it, and either if you're batting, score off it wherever you possibly can, and um, and not lose as many wickets. Uh, uh, you know at different stages. So same with the ball, you've got to get wickets early and, and put your side under pressure. So it's. It can be overcomplicated. I think coaches do that naturally all the time. Yeah. Thank God I wasn't a great student, so I don't
2: know the complicated <laughs> too much. <laughs> That's great to hear, Darren. I wish you. Were, I wish you're in football. I wanted to ask you about your coaching, mate. I and mean, you've, you've done very, very well. Um, you pretty much answered that question with that. Your approach to it um, is it is it to basically to um, to simplify things as much for your players and and pretty much lead them to their own device and maybe be more of a guide rather than like a school teacher type. Uh, yeah, a bit
4: of both, to be perfectly honest, mate. Um, encourage them to, to get outside the square and, and have a real crack. Don't, don't sit back and don't have any second-guess yourself. Um, give them that positive reinforcement, if you like. But also to, to you know, put the arm around their shoulder if they need it and help them out. But a bit of old school as well. A bit of tough love doesn't hurt anyone. And our guys, are, uh, you know, we want them playing cricket as much as they possibly can and learning the game. So... Um, that's probably where we're at. If you get the basics right, you normally play pretty well. So it's those X factors that get you across the line. Well,
1: mm. if uh, it turned out that you basically joined a long queue of people to have a crack at Marlon Samuels this season, he, <laughs> <laughs> towards the end it was all happening for Marlon, wasn't it? You talked about his bowling action, but then there was you know Shane Warne got involved. He wasn't the most popular by the end of the
4: series. <laughs> He's, he's not that bad a bloke, to be perfectly and, uh, I've got a, a suspension hanging over my head. Yes, I was going to say, me. be Come
2: careful in, what like, you lad. say, Daz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I'm
4: terrible at that. I'm really bad at that, telling the truth and getting in trouble all the time. <laughs> we know allowed,
3: allowed to tell the truth. It's a bit of a worry, isn't it, really? When you think about it, this, the guy's just told, told the truth on his mind and he's getting in trouble for it. So. So, do you, uh, yeah, do you think he's a chucker or what's going on? Don't answer it. Com- don't answer not it.
2: Lad.
4: <laughs> keep me out of trouble. No, you know, we're man. already I joking. joking. Uh, and what about
2: the understand. other game, Daz? Tomorrow night, Melbourne Stars versus the Scorchers. Who do you fancy there?
4: Uh, Probably with all the stars Players out Mm. um, I think that's a tough game For them Um, You know The genius Warren Might get them across the line Someone's going to have to Stand up again Mm. But they've got Hodge And Quiney Who can play And Warren the genius So it's going to be An interesting game See I would love I love the fact uh, Young Aaron Finch Is playing tonight Yeah I'm disappointed for him That he's not playing For Australia I thought he should have Stayed in and Had a decent run at it Because he's Mm. been In spectacular form For not only Renegades But Victoria In the the Ryobi Cup So Mm. I'm disappointed for him, um, you know, and those Stars players, I can't see a problem playing and then flying back to play one day, but that's that's just my personal opinion, and, yep. and up up above, make the rules, so we just got to live with it and get on with it. It's interesting with Aaron Finch,
1: you mentioned him, you're exactly right, I mean, the shot he got out in playing for Australia, the difference having that jersey on your back to playing, you know, your, the big bash, he would have knocked that, you know, certainly close to the fence rather than into a bloke at uh, short cover, uh, it can affect you, can't <laughs> it?
4: Yeah, Ken. It's getting used to that level and feeling comfortable, and that's why you got to give him a good run out. He's just can't give him one or two games. I mean, it was when Kawaja had one game and then he's out. Yeah,
1: run out um, as well for doing nothing.
4: <laughs> that's right. The better way would be give him a good run at it, and if mm-hmm. they want to give those folks that are rest of play to all summer, give them a whole rest or don't rest them at all, mm-hmm. and pick your best side each and every time. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, mate. Well, all the best for tonight and beyond. We'll be watching that. Lovely to talk right, to you, Darren Lehman. There we go. He's one of the the legends of Australia. Yeah, doing very cricket. well yeah. as a
2: coach. He'd be great, well. like, I reckon, to be. Well, in a dressing that's room why I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to ask yeah. him. You know, um, you know, a lot, a lot of the players. It's funny. A lot of players are opposite to what they were when they were playing to when they become coaches. We have that in our sport as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it's invariably that the better coaches are not necessarily the ones who were great players. The ones that maybe experience all. Um, type of experiences during their playing career, you know, maybe getting dropped or and um, scoring a century. you know, to take from two two extremes to, um, you know, having all types of experience. Because then, when they're in that position of being a manager or a coach or the top man, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, if a problem arises, and a lot of it is man management. You yep. know, you're talking about you know, people say grown men, but they're not. They're just usually man childs. And a lot of it is managing their mentality. It's very very important. And and you know. Do you, you, you speak oh, oh, for oh, a man serious. child? You speak, yeah. yeah. For himself, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 No, most definitely. Uh, you, you know, th- that business, like I said, you, you can go tough love. You, you know, Some people respond to that. Other people respond to the hand yeah, around true. the shoulder like yeah. you did the other yeah. day in the cinema, Tone. Thank you very much. And, um, He's I'll a be great man. And again on Thursday. <laughs>
1: Darren Lehman. this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. <laughs>
0: is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M.
1: For the all-new Grilled Twister, Max, at KFC, it's tastefully chockers, good times, love you to get involved in the show with our daily online poll. Just head to triplem.com.au, and we've talked about Lance Armstrong and his interview with Oprah Winfrey, um, which happened this morning in the US and will be aired later in the week, I think Thursday or Friday, Australian time. I'm wondering, did he get paid
3: for this? I mean, he could have been paid a fortune to do something like this. I'm wondering if it's for oh, his image God. he's doing it or... I think he's already
1: denied yeah, that I so. Oprah has said yeah. that there is no payment being made, okay. but you're right. If, they, if, right. That, if that had happened, then anything he'd said, you really just have to throw in the garbage. Mm. Uh, the question is, should Lance Armstrong, if he's obviously, this is you know assuming that he has said, yes, I took these drugs. right? Should Lance Armstrong have to pay back all of his prize money? Which would have been fairly substantial, I would have thought. Prize money or sponsorship
3: money or everything money?
1: Well, it's on the poll now, prize money. <laughs> okay. you, know, you should have come to the meeting. Should Lance Armstrong have to... I buy- know <laughs> you guys were by
3: yourself in the meeting. You know,
1: backseat of the car meetings, <laughs> I just don't go to, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys, backseat
3: of the movies, backseat of the car, surprisingly, private meetings.
1: Surprisingly that we have two options. Oh. Yes and no. <laughs> there you go. Should Lance Armstrong have to pay back all his prize money, Boser? Yes or no yes. for you? Yes for you, Cashy? Don't know. Not sure. Oh, th- three, yeah. three options. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, then. No. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a bit very complicated idea to try to do that. How many other yeah. people should have to pay this back as well? Okay, you go. You yeah, go uh, assuming be...
2: these other people, right, are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said before, we, we uh, are we assuming this or is is it we're assuming nothing we're assuming nothing nothing.
1: we're assuming that he we're saying that should he be uh, admitting that his guilt should he have to pay back all his prize money yes or no go to triple m.com.au and tell us what you think Australia will speak and we'll give you the results later in the show Speaking of which, in I reckon 15 minutes, I understand Pat Rafter is courtside at the Australian Open. Why wouldn't we see if he answers his mobile phone? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, pressure now. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) try on the KFC Summer Session.
0: Is the KFC summer session on Triple M?
1: Summer afternoons on Triple M. This would be the KFC summer session with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash, and Tony Squires. Cashy, uh, I, I saw a photograph. Nice photograph of you and your boy yes. in the news today. Uh, quite, Big boy, quite now. the young man, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. is he is he moving to? Was he in London with you? or What's the story? Oh, yeah,
3: he's not He's Norwegian. Uh, his mm. mother's Norwegian, so he sort of grew up in Norway, and he's ventured. What off part the of Norway, world? Cashy?
2: In Oslo, yeah.
3: and uh, went to the US and did college and studied, and uh, so now he's venturing his way back back to Australia. Yeah, he's a he's a great kid.
1: And he's did a, did he when he was a young kid and you were on the circuit? Did he travel with you? He did. He did yeah.
3: travel. He was uh, we, actually we travelled we travelled a lot. But he, he was he was not the best traveller actually, um, because yeah. well, when we were on planes, we used to you know, we just travel around the around the world, across yeah. the across yeah. the side of the world, yeah. and. Uh, we had a big problem with him because he didn't like we well, didn't like to wear socks. Right? He had it. quirky little kid. He didn't <laughs> like to wear socks because he had the seams. The seams on the socks. Yeah. What they used to? Well, you know when they sew this, sew this. Yeah. You know they, they used to go. They go across your toe. You know they mm. sew your s- socks together. Well, he hated that. It used to dig into his toe, and he used to get really upset, and he used to absolutely yeah. refuse to wear socks. Marvelous, good lad. And
1: um, is this the that's same okay. boy who didn't like butter?
3: The same kid. <laughs> he's, he's, you wouldn't believe it. You like see him now. You yeah. wouldn't believe it. Talk mm. to him now. Mm. But he was really quick. So he never used to wear socks. And of course, he was very, very active. So you know, two or three or four year old mm. running all over the place in bare feet and and you know his shoes, his tennis shoes or whatever he was. Mm. Mm. And they and they used to stink to high heaven. And and then we used to get on the plane. <laughs> I remember one time we got on the plane and he said, "Okay, time to take your shoes off." And we took the sh- he took his shoes off, and I was like. <laughs> Oh, oh no. my god. what's that smell? What's that smell? Is it cheese or something, something? wrong with it? Oh my god! That's it's oh my! It's, it's his shoes. It's his feet. It's his feet. Put his shoes back on. Put his shoes. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good of you to say that. stuck out the whole the uh, department of the uh, the plane. Oh, yeah. It was uh, oh my goodness. All grace. because <laughs> you should
2: have uh, should have picked somebody out next to you and looked at them. And go oh, you yeah. know, looked at everyone Mate, else and looked yeah. at them and went oh god, sorry about that person. All because
1: he yeah. didn't like the seam, the feel of the seam. On his feet. Yeah. That's that is cute. It's yeah, kind of cute. Yeah, but, it is quite yeah. a and is he cute.
2: And is he still like that? He doesn't like wearing socks? That like fine he's, he's easy,
1: fine. he's easy going now. Yeah, I, don't like I going guess kids. you're not alone though. That thing where you, you look at your kids and you find there is something just a little bit quirky about them that, you know, others may not notice, but you certainly do notice. Yeah. Just little things. Yeah. I like, don't you know if you've got anything. When I was a child, was that I had to be led around on a leash. Quirky. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> you know, my mother refused to take me anywhere. Because I, I is, that that what you,
3: was, is that why you call him Gimp? Is that why you've been calling him Gimp lately the last yeah. I'm wondering no. for
1: you one triple three five three what is it about your kid that's just slightly quirky that might in- entertain us one triple three five three on the KFC summer session
0: Please is the KFC Summer
1: Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times, Pat Cash's son, now a grown-up boy, and is probably very happy that we're having this discussion. Oh, delighted, <laughs> <must be>, especially <laughs> if he's with his girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> moved,
3: back, moved to Australia now, everybody knows. That's <laughs> right. When he was a
1: young fella... Sorry, Daniel. ...could not stand the twenty six, He's 26? really no, no. When he was very young... He'd he... give me a good beating, actually, now for that. <laughs> and I thought you probably deserve it. Yes. Uh, couldn't stand the feel of the seam of the sock. Uh, had to go sockless, which we thought was a little bit quirky. Wondering what it is about uh, your kids or when you were a kid that was quirky. Gary, good day.
5: Good day, Tone. How are you, boys? Well, thanks. Good, thanks
1: guys. Who was it? Um, what happened?
5: I I heard Cashy speak before about his son not liking butter. Mm. My son he's sitting next to me, so I could get in trouble here too. Good. <laughs> he's not a butter eater, but he will eat fairy bread at parties. <laughs> <laughs> and. He's one of these, he's only 10. Yeah. And he's you know, in grade five this year. And then for, since he's ever gone to school, yeah. he will only wear shorts every day of the year, no matter what the weather. Oh, I love it. Marvelous. Uh, but then he will come home and proceed to change into his retro orange or purple jeans or whatever. Oh. And on the weekend, it could be 40 degrees and he'll still wear his jeans. Oh.
3: Wow. Why, is, okay, why the shorts? Can you put him, put no, him I on? Know, ask
5: him. Just, <laughs> he just loves his shorts at school and then, yep. the, yeah. Well,
1: he's a fashion plate. obviously the shorts, yep. you know, because if he's got his, you know, retro jeans, this is the kid who's actually 40 degrees about, heat. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about fashion rather yeah. than comfort, obviously. Christy, uh, g'day. Him. Yes, hello. What's the story?
4: Uh,
0: I have a four-year-old son who won't touch anything silver or gold. He won't oh. touch keys coins or spoons, I have to pack plastic spoons wherever I go, and he will not uh, hold my hand to cross the road if I have keys in my hand. He just refuses anything silver. Wow,
1: Wow. Christy, can I just suggest, just for his future well-being, that you try to change the aversion to silver and gold to something like copper and brass, because he wants to be heading towards silver and gold. Yes, I'm sure he's going to grow
3: out of it when he knows that he can pay for things at the canteen with with coins. Yeah. <laughs> no silver. Oh. His pants are going to be falling
1: down with, uh, with small coins. <laughs> That's right. We've got Libba. Is this uh, Libba a nickname like Tony Liberatore? Is that who we've got? No, Luba. Ah, Luba. Hi, Luba. What's the story? Hi. Uh, my three and a half year old's actually petrified of Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when she sees him, like, if a live version of him, she comes running, bawling.
5: Um, so, Doctor Who delivers our Christmas gifts.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh,
4: Doctor
5: Doctor Who. Everywhere in time and space. So yeah, he does
3: the delivering of the Christmas gifts. Wow. Well, a man dressed up, a, a, a grown-up man dressed up in a in a red outfit with a fake beard and everything, he's a bit scary, isn't yeah, it? I it mean, is, clowns, yeah. little people are scared Wait of Wait a minute, are you
1: scared of clowns? Tom Baker coming out of the TARDIS wearing a scarf is pretty terrifying as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> <laughs> Do- Doctor Who. <laughs> Tom Baker, you're showing your age there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, yes. Let's end this conversation. That's, about, <laughs> that's,
3: that's a few years. It's <laughs> <That's> about <laughs> ten Doctor Who's ago, yeah, I think.
1: Lou, didn't say which Doctor Who it was. So I'm okay, just going with the, right, the, the right. greatest Doctor Who. Thank you for your stories. We are going to speak to Pat Rafter. We're going to try him on his mobile. We know he's courtside at the Australian Open. He won't That's, answer. He won't, won't? Alright, I'll I give okay, you 50 bucks if he does. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC
0: Summer Session on Triple M. This is
1: the KFC Summer Session with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash, Tony Squires. Great pleasure now to welcome to the show the one the only two-time US Open winner, the Davis Cup captain and all-round brilliant human being, I'm talking about Pat Rafter. He joins I us. F- talking about me for a second, then <laughs> just for a quick second. No, oh. no, I mean, the all-round great human being cuts you out completely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was harsh, Pat Rafter. I think you're quite close to some action at uh, Rod Laver Arena, or certainly uh, at the tennis, aren't you, uh, Pat?
5: Yes, made on uh, court two, show court two. So I hear a bit of clapping
1: and cheering. It's because actually doing some work. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that you actually before we get to Leighton Hewitt last night, you have been doing a little bit of work. You had a couple of what well, not work. You had a bit of a hit and a chat with Sam Stoser ahead of her uh, game yesterday. Is that right? When you were in Sydney.
5: No, I had a hit with her in December and then she lost first round of first round in Brisbane. <laughs> so. Well done and then for she wins she, she wins a match and I get all the credit for it. The Aussie Open How good is this. <laughs> that isn't didn't, 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 didn't include the first two
1: matches she lost. Yeah. She had, she had, it was a tough struggle for her but really important in terms of what, you know, the, playing in Australia for her to have that first round win yesterday?
5: Oh mate, really important. Yeah, she's struggling with, with everything that goes along with the Australian Open. And I, I know I had a lot of problems with that as well. Excuse me, sorry, there's a the crowd again. I'll tell them to be quiet, just wait. <laughs> um, um, I just think it was a really good win for her because you know, she's struggling to find a form and then, and then normally I would think she would sort of give that girl a, little, a bit of a touch-up. But uh, anyway, it's a great win, a good way to get the other way. And hopefully she can she relax a little bit and go through this and then get to the second and the third round, actually. So, mate, uh, yesterday
3: we obviously watched Leighton play. I thought he played pretty well. It's three very tight sets. Did you get a
5: chance to chat with him afterwards? No, mate. You know, I I spoke a lot to Rochi about it today. Yeah. Um, and I thought he played pretty well too. I think mm. in Roadship he said he's just really disappointed because he knew he was playing really well and that has played fantastically. And I look around a lot of other matches going on. And uh, you know, and Leighton would have been probably for me one of the, one of the top twenty odd players here. And unfortunately he came up against one of the top ten players. Yeah. And uh be, was just brilliant. I just thought it was a really good, really good, high-quality match. But now,
1: Tom explained tonight that it's probably been blown out of proportion. Any angst between mm. the two of you? Where where do you sit with it now?
5: Uh, but I haven't spoken to him yet. I haven't seen him, to be honest. I'd love to see him and be congratulating, but we haven't crossed paths. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Cash he was down in Germany. he knows everything that went on. Um, so you probably be able to get a better insight of what mm-hmm. went on there from Cash. You know, and as I said, you know, being a Davis Cup captain, I've got to. Trying to be a little bit more biased, we've made a stand with him on, on the first Davis Cup tie, um, but I still hope that he wants to be part of the second Davis Cup tie because it's really important that he commits for the rest of the year after that. And it, well, where
3: I'm coming from, anyway. So, if uh, obviously, you know, he's a he's big name coming. In. He's got a good match tonight. If he did get down further down the line, do you think he has a chance to, to beat Federer, or at least give him a, a good game? He has done well. Right in front of you, or next to you, in the Davis Cup match against Roger.
5: Yeah, mate. He's got a lot of confidence at the moment. You know how how much confidence can help you play even better and better. Mm. And, and and right now he's feeling it. So he's got a, a decent open match, which which you'd expect him to win on paper. And the way and the way he's, he's form is, I don't know who he plays second round, but you just don't like to look that far ahead anyway. Mm. Mm. But if he did happen to get against Roger, you'd have to think. Um, both guys are coming into the third round with a bit of form under their belt, you, you know, you always think Rogers is probably going to be a little bit stronger but I'd expect uh, Bernard to give him a really good run for his money
2: yeah. And Pat, can you um, give us your, your tips for, the, for both the women's and the men's Or who do you fancy?
5: Um, well, the, the women um, you know, I'm not 100% sure, you know we you, you like to say Sam Stozer but uh, I just don't think is good enough, but I think Shapova was really impressive in the first round so I'll go Maria and the men's I, I just like Andy Murray. I just think he's going to come off after the US Open with a whole lot more confidence.
3: Mm. How many times today have you been asked if you're Pat Cash? Because <laughs> I've been asked if I'm Pat Rafael, <laughs> three times today already.
5: You know, if, if, um, if I get anyone <laughs> asking about 45 years and older, I'm Pat Cash. Anyone younger than that, it's generally Pat Rafter, if I'm around my age. And if they're about 12 years old, I'm the guy who wears undies. <laughs> 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 that is
1: brilliant. I love it. As we speak, the umpires leaning over and saying, quite pleased to you. But that's good. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to us right from the heart of the Australian Open, mate. Thanks, 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 guys. There he is. He's a legend. Pat Rafter joining (laughs) us on the KFC Summer Session.
0: (laughs) This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M
1: kfc summer session on triple n with mark bosnich pat cash and tony squires running very late this hour and it's jam-packed in the next we are going to talk to judd apatow one of the great directors and producers of uh, comedies in the world he is
3: look forward to talking to him.
1: are you looking forward to talking yeah. to him did you, so much you've just let me check i'm just looking through my notes you, you've been to see the film this is 40 pat cash well no you, you well, were invited well. you didn't see the film no. well blanked us. You, yeah, did not yeah. turn up. I mean, no, you know, no, I'm, look, I'm just. I'm just
3: we've often, been through this, you guys. No, no, but often. <laughs> I'm not crashing
1: you, lovers. Actually, often often the director of a film uh, won't speak to somebody who hasn't had the decency to watch the film before. I mean, that's all well, I'm saying, so we'll, uh, we'll find out. We'll find right. out. Judd he may be happy with the idea of you talking right, to him, having, knowing nothing about his movie. Well, I'll uh, just go. Yeah, come. That's in the uh, next hour, along with Michelle Bridges from The Biggest Loser. So much to squeeze into. What's less than an hour now? That's coming up next.
0: The KFC Summer Session for the all-new Cricketers Pack at KFC. Perfect for sharing good times.